You'll see a lot of real estate agents are flocking to YouTube right now. And they have been for the past, what, year, year and a half, maybe? Um, it's really getting big right now. And I don't think the market is oversaturated by any means when it comes to YouTube, because who you resonate with is gonna be completely different than who I resonate with, right? And what I'll do is, you know, you take those videos that you create for your YouTube channel and you turn around and repurpose them and put them into your follow-up sequence. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, today we have John Kinnanen on the show, and he is the author of The Next Gen Agents. He runs a company that helps agents run Google PPC ads as well as SEO so that they can reach their target client. Uh, so, John, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Normally, we kick off with the craziest real estate transaction or experience, but let's modify the question a little bit today. What is the craziest thing you've seen so far with people running ads in the real estate space? Well, I, thanks for having me on here. First of all, Matt, I want to say thank you. It, it's, this is great. I really do appreciate this. It's a great show. I've been following it for a little while now, and you guys always bring great content. Um, one of the craziest things I've seen running ads, man, that's a great question that I was not prepared to answer. Uh, let's see, man. Uh, really... Well, people don't understand how quickly you can really be up and running. You know, people think like it will take months and months to, to get something running. And really, you can be up and running in like 24 hours. So I don't I can't really think of a crazy experience I've really had running ads other than people thinking it's super difficult and it will take a long time. I can tell you um, a, a crazy transaction that I did have my very first transaction when I was uh, practicing more real estate. Uh, was a gentleman came to me with his fiance at the time and he lied to his fiance the whole time telling her that he had money and he never had any money at all. And uh, we spent about two hours at every single showing that we went to. They would sit in the backyard in the, in the yard and get a feel for the yard. It was crazy. It was nuts. But his parents had to come through and bail him out, and she kicked him out of the house. <laughs> oh, dang. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, things aren't always as they seem, including no, the fact that you can actually get ads going super quickly. So, talk us through the process. So, like, what are some of the key things that people need to do when they start thinking about running ads? All right. So, if you're thinking about running ads... Um, very first thing you want to do is you want to go and do a little research, do a little research on the people that are already running ads in your area. Um, just simply sit down at your computer and type in homes for sale in your area or um, condos for sale if you're like in a high condo area, you know, and just see who your top players are, who are running ads, who aren't running ads. And this is a great place to start because you're going to do some reverse engineering from here. You're going to look at using some tools like SEMrush, uh, spyfu.com, and you're going to reverse engineer their process a little bit just to see, just to get some ideas on what is working in your, in your area from some of the big players that are already doing things like this. 
Um, once you do that and you see what they're doing, you're not going to copy what they're doing, but you want to see what they're they're up to, right? And what you're going to do is you're going to do a little keyword research by using, you know, there's tools out there like Keywords Everywhere or spy, uh, spyfu.com or semrush.com is my favorite tool in Keywords Everywhere. Keywords Everywhere is a great place to start doing your research. And then when you get more serious, that's when you're going to use tools like semrush.com and start doing your keyword research on how many times, when I say keyword research, what you're looking for is you're looking to see how many times a certain word is Googled, right? Um, I talk about this all the time, so I don't, sometimes I have to back up a little bit and realize, you know, not everybody is so used to running ads like this. So what you're going to do is you're going to type into your, your computer, um, you'll go to semrush.com and you'll just use their free version, sign up for it. It's great um, for what you're going to try to get account or what you're going to accomplish here. Um, you'll type in like homes for sale in, um, say Miami, Florida, and it's going to tell you how many times that keyword is searched for every single day or not every day, but every month on average. And so you want to target some of those, those, those highly Googled keywords, but then when you niche it down, you've heard the saying, the riches is in the niches, right? So you want to niche it down a little bit to say, um, the neighborhoods in your area or, you know, uh, the condo developments in your area for sale. So you want to put for sale after it or for sale before it, um, homes for sale in Red Cedar Crossing, you know, and just see how many times these keywords are Googled. And that's where you're really going to start doing your research, have a spreadsheet and kind of keep track of, okay, this is how many times this keyword is Googled. And this is the keyword difficulty for it, because that's going to come into play when you start doing your SEO um, your search engine optimization or to drive more traffic, your, your uh, ideal clients to your website. So that's kind of a long-winded explanation on what you want to do, but I, hopefully that helps. So let's dive into what, when you're starting to do your key read, uh, keyword research, what level of search quantity is like a minimum? And then what are like maybe the ratios or formulas between amount of search and competition? Okay. So that's a great question because you can drive traffic to your website with something that is Googled as low as like 90 times on average per month. And those are actually some really good keywords to go after because those are the keywords that the bigger companies aren't targeting. So there's less competition for those keywords. So, um, some of the highest keywords that we target, you know, are anywhere between 1600 times and then we'll do it all the way down to like uh 90 times per month you know and those ones are the good ones to really go after not just with your ads but with your seo as well because those are the, like i said those are the key words that the big companies aren't really targeting that makes sense what uh why 90 why 90 um i just don't feel like going below that you're really going to get the, the, the search or the traffic that you really want, right? The volume that you want, you can target lower than that for when you're doing like search engine optimized, um, articles and driving traffic that way. But I wouldn't really target those ones for your, um, PPC 
campaigns, right? So you're going to have two different campaigns. You'll have your PPC and you'll have your search engine optimized uh, pages that you're really trying to suck traffic to or drive traffic to. So you can go as low as 10 or 20 on that. And you're still going to get those, those really good leads. So that's going to be your high quality leads. Somebody searching for somebody that's really niche, really specific to a neighborhood or a condo association, right? So you can go down as low as so 10 at 90, or 20 on it kind of makes sense to start. Okay, cool. And so essentially you're wanting to spend money when it's at 90 because then you have enough data, enough flow to test and optimize the money spend. But on the right. 10 to 20, that's where you're essentially just writing articles. And so if it hits, you get free traffic type of thing. Right. Yep. hundred percent. And you still want to go after, even when you're writing articles and doing things like that, you still want to write the articles for those ones and you'll still start to rank for those, but it's just going to take longer, right? It's not going to be like your quick wins. Like you, those ones are going to be ones that are targeted by the big companies more. Does that make sense? And that's where the competition little... rises. And now in your SEO tools, are you able to see what competition levels there there are so you can know which keywords are way better to compete with, compete in? Yeah. Yeah. So actually both all those those tools that I told you about, they all have the keyword difficulty. There'll be like a little percentage there. And like if it's like a 20% keyword difficulty. That's definitely a keyword that you want or a keyword phrase that you want to go after, right? You can still rank for something that has a keyword difficulty of up to 60, but it's just going to take a little bit longer, right? Those are more competitive keywords. And so someone that's brand new, if you're, if you just launched a, a website today, right? You're not going to, Google also looks at like, how long has your website been up? You know, you're not just going to go and launch a website today and outrank somebody that has had a website up for five or six years, right? Google takes a look at those kinds of things when they're putting like they're in their algorithm, right? Does that make sense? What would you say is like the, yeah. What would you say is the optimal level of competition for someone starting? Is it 20, 40, 60? Yeah, you're, you're right there It 20%. Um, for something that you're trying to drive organic traffic to, but something that you have that you're paying to send traffic to, it's okay to, if it's up there at 60, 50%, you know, you're still at that point, Google is looking at how much money you're spending, right? How much money you're, you're like when you set up your ad, you can tell Google, Hey, I want to spend this amount of money to be on the top of the page. Right. And so if a keyword, if a keyword has a difficulty of a 60, you might not want to write an article for it, but it's okay to target it with your paid ads. When you work with clients, what is like the end financial goal? Like what is results are they achieving? Like how much are they spending to get a real estate deal on average? Well, that depends on the market that they're in, how many people are advertising in that market and how good you are at converting online leads. So there is no like one answer fits all there, right? You're going to, 
somebody that's been working online leads for years is going to have a higher conversion rate than somebody who just starts off. You know, you're going to, if you, if you want to get into budget and how much you should spend on something like this, you're going to want to at least spend a thousand dollars a month on your ad spend to see good results. The more money you spend, the more ads you're going to bring in, but you better have a team on place once you get to a certain level, because if you're just generating leads and you're not able to follow up with them, then, you know, there's no point in it, right? You're just generating leads for no reason at that, at that point. So a thousand dollars is a really good budget to start with. And then you take into account What's a cost per lead. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to see that vary based on the competition in that area and how many times that keyword is Googled. So you, and we get a wide range with this, right? We'll see, we'll see leads all the way up, and it's going to depend on your website as well. Like a really good lead generation. I'm going to name off a couple of them here. You know, Sierra interactive is really good. Um, chime is great and real geeks. Those are the three websites that I suggest have in KV core. KV core is good as well. I almost forgot about KV core. Those are the four websites though, that are really great for lead generation. So it's going to depend on how good your website converts when somebody lands on your page and then how many times it's Googled versus the competition. So we see it anywhere between like, you can generate in leads down in Florida for like $5 a lead. Whereas up in like the Northern States, you might see upwards of 12 to $16 a lead, right? So it's going to depend on your area as well. Then it's going to depend on how good you are at converting these leads. But if you look at you're spending a thousand dollars in your say, go, go middle of the road with $10. So $10, you know, and just reverse engineer that from a thousand dollars per month, divided that by 10. That's what, uh, I got my calculator right here. Oh, shoot. You'd be looking at, yeah, hundred leads. And of those hundred leads, you're looking at converting one to three on average is the national national uh, conversion rate usual. Yeah. So, and then you look Which is at interesting. how much I've, does that help? Yeah. So I travel quite a bit to different real estate conferences and I have for a number of years and the one to 3% conversion rate is very interesting because I, I hear that quoted often. I would imagine that a lot of agents actually have even lower than that. It's, it's pretty interesting. I ran a team and, and helped a lot of teams. Uh, we actually factor our numbers based on a half a percent conversion. Uh, and there yeah. are teams that do convert at 1%, uh, but it's, it's, it takes a very skilled team that's really on the ball to usually get above 1%. I mean, obviously with Google PPC, you're probably converting a higher percentage than with like Facebook ads, which is mostly what we converted. But um, yeah. So yeah, um, there's how a does somebody team- know that this is working? I was going to say there, there's a team I know that that up in Michigan where they convert like right between two to three percent, but they're super good. That's like the only team I've ever heard of converting that high. Usually 
you're right. It's right around about a half a percent to a percent if you're on top of it. How does somebody know if it's working and how do they know if it's not working? Well, if it's working, they're they're converting leads and they're making money, right? And if <laughs> if they're if it's not working, um, they're not making money, right? They're not converting the leads. I would say if you generate a hundred leads and you don't convert one of those leads, it's not working. That would be my guess. That's that that's the number one key factor, right? Is if it's converting or if it's not converting. Yeah. So essentially either you don't have the skills necessary to convert these leads or the leads aren't quality enough. The target client isn't being brought in. How long and how, like, so you say a thousand dollars a month is the budget. How much is the overall budget? Should, if someone wants to do this, do they need to commit 12 grand because they need to do it for a year? What's the overall scope of what someone should be thinking about? I would, I definitely encourage you to do it at least for a year, at least do it for 12 months. So you're looking at a $12,000 commitment. Of that $12,000 though, you should close 12 leads. 12 leads times whatever your average commission is in your area, you know, and that's quite the return. Um, usually uh, what we see with our ads is you see a click-through rate of about anywhere between 10 to 15% on the click-through rate and then the conversion rate is right around five percent once they land on your on your page that's about what we see uh, where, what do you see as the future for this do you think this gets better over time or do you think this gets harder to make money over time i think it gets better over time the, the longer that you're doing this the better you get at converting these leads, the longer you're, you know, the better conversion rate you have, the more money you're going to make. Plain and simple. So you use tools like SEMrush. How do those compare to things like VidIQ and TubeBuddy? VidIQ and TubeBuddy are completely different. Those are used for uh, YouTube. And I don't really use those for keyword research when it comes to, you know, what I'm going to target when it comes to my ads or what I'm going to target when it comes to my search engine or SEO, right? If I'm going to make a video, I use it a little bit. I still rely on a lot on, uh, let's see, if I'm going to make a video, I'll use keywords and everywhere, I think is what it's called, right? Keywords everywhere. Um, and I'll use, uh, TubeBuddy. Those are the two I use. Awesome. And so like someone that is using Google PPC, like, do you recommend that they supplement that with creating a lot of like other social media content, like YouTube videos, et cetera? Do those play well together? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You'll see a lot of real estate agents are flocking to YouTube right now. And they have been for the past, what, year, year and a half, maybe. Um, it's really getting big right now. And I don't think the market is oversaturated by any means when it comes to YouTube. Because who you resonate with is going to be completely different than who I resonate with, right? And what I'll do is 
you know, you take those videos that you create for your YouTube channel and you turn around and repurpose them and put them into your follow-up sequence. So then when somebody reaches out to you or clicks on your ad or something like that, and you don't have a chance to reach out to them right away, you have your automation kick in where it's sending them some videos, educating them on the market in that area. And then you'll see, like I've had it happen within 24 hours where somebody's landed on my, on my page, registered on my site, said, Hey, I want to go look at condos tomorrow. And then when I go and I talk to him, he says, Hey, I watched one of your videos and that was exactly what I would done. And I'm a contractor, you know? And so I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. So it works. They work hand in hand. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with clients as old as 65 doing this, you know? And so it, there is no age limit to this, you know, I, and the guy wasn't tech savvy at all. He had been in the market or he was an agent 20 years ago, came to us, said, Hey, I've been out of the market for out of the industry for 20 years. When I, he said, when he used to do real estate, you would have to go to the, to the office and they had like a Rolodex that you would have to look through and thumb through. And that's how you found the listings and things like that. He's like, and then he's like, when I was calling people, we didn't have dialers. We would go through the phone book and look at people's numbers and pick up the phone and call. He goes, I don't want to do business that way anymore. I want to do it this way. And so we set him up on his ads. He had a very small, limited budget. And, you know, he did the same thing where he created some videos, put them into his follow-up system, started sending them out with him, and he he converts leads just fine. So there is no age limit on this, I don't think. So what what do people need to do or think about before they get started? Do you have the budget is number one, I think. And do you have the time? Are, are you going to give it the time it needs to work these leads and follow through? And are you going to be committed and be consistent? I think everybody nowadays is looking for instant, you know, success. And sometimes, you know, just because maybe you went the first month and didn't have anybody convert, that doesn't mean that the system doesn't work. It just might mean, hey, you need to look at your follow-up system or you need to look at look at your ads, look at what they're converting at. You know, it's not like the system is broken because this works for a lot of real estate teams out there, works for a lot of single agents out there. And so if it's not working, it just means, hey, let's look at the system, back up a little bit, don't get frustrated and give it some time, you know, and I think consistency yeah. is the is the key thing here. What led you into this, to doing running ads as opposed to doing other things? <laughs> well, really, it was because I have other businesses that I run. And so when I got into real estate and I have eight kids as well, so I have eight mm. kids and I have other businesses. And so when I got into the business, I was like, this is great. You know, there, there's a, this is, you know, there's a great opportunity here for your family to make a lot of money. Right. And so you, I had to figure out something where. I didn't, it wasn't going to take away from my other businesses. It wasn't going to take away from my time with my family and things like that. So I looked into doing things that I could set up 
and they would run in the background and I wouldn't have to be there 24 seven. So if, if I go to prospect on the phone, it's a one to one ratio, right? I spend an hour time prospecting. I get an hour back. Whereas this will run for me 24 seven, 365 days a year. It never takes a break. And so that's why I got into doing it this way. And I love it. You know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to me. Awesome. What do you see your goals being for the next, say, three to five years? Three to five years. Well, for the next, I say growing this company as big as I can grow it helping as many agents as I possibly can. I want to keep growing um, and just keep helping people. You know, I think that that's, that's, that's key, you know, it's just continuing to help other agents reach their goals. That's my goal for the next three to five years. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on, talking about SEO, talking about all these things. Guys, for those of you out there listening, you know what the budget is. You know what you got to do if you want to get things working for you without you having to cold call all the leads. This is probably a decent option to look into. So write down something you learned from today's episode. Share it with someone you know so they can hold you accountable. It's freedoms acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day, before you know it, you'll be living a life of freedom. And I thank you guys for tuning in and catch you on the next episode.